Hello and welcome to the Rebel Flow podcast. I'm your host, Flo, and and we have a very special guest on today. She hails from the beautiful Brazil, but currently lives in California and has been in the States for, you know, quite a bit. We'll talk about that going into it, but she is super creative, super fun. She's into photography. She does content creation. She's a social media strategist, and she works for two ministries at her local church. So welcome, my friend, Esther Gomez Garcia. Well, hello. Thank you for being on my show today. I'm very excited for people to get to know you because I had the pleasure of being one of your roommates on our Hollywood mission trip last year. And I'm just glad you don't hate me because I set like 12 alarms every morning. Yes, and you I, did. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I snoozed every one of them. And, <laughs> and yet here we are. So. Bad memories, not the good memories. Remember that one time I made you laugh that once, that one time? Let's bring that back. Um, we car rides. Yes, those were so fun. But yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, thank uh, you for having me. This is so exciting. Yes. Be here. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of kick off the conversation about how your journey from, I know you've lived most of your life in the United States, but maybe even starting back in Brazil, kind of what that transition was from where you were born. Man, let's go all the way to where you are now. Okay. Well, I was born in Brazil and my parents have always had a call for ministry and early on they're like, Hey, like we actually feel like we should move to the U S and they're just kind of like waiting for the right moment. Like What's the right timing for like jobs? And me and my brother were like young. But when I was seven, they were like, okay, we're going to go to the U.S. Like we feel the Lord on it. Let's go. So they moved to the U.S. And I was actually raised in Massachusetts. But yes, I'm a Red Sox fan, Celtics fan, Patriots fan. Wow. <laughs> All the fans. You have to. If you're a Massachusetts person, you know, you just know. You got That's a right tattoo there. of uh, 1776. Not, not that far. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I was 16, we moved down to Florida. So I was on the East Coast. I lived there till I was like 28. And now I'm here in California, North California, with my whole family. We have three kids. You fit almost all four corners of the United States. I know. Right after, it would be like, Mexico. So hello. (laughs) (laughs) We're hitting all the North America. What brought you to California? What was, was it your whole family moving over there or was... Did you lead the way? My mom and my dad lived here. And they're both part of ministry, like I said before. And they felt like we want more. We want something different. And my mom started like looking up different types of uh, ministry schools. So she went to IHOP. She went to... Christ of the Nations? Christ of the Nations, yes. Yeah, yeah. So she visited those and she just didn't feel like those were for her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh no, like, I love it just don't feel like this is the one that I'm supposed to move to. And then she came out to here where we're at for a worship like school for a whole week. And she's not in worship at all. She came with friends and she attended and she found out that they had a ministry school. And she was like, this is what my heart is bringing for. Wow. So in a month, her and my dad just picked up and left. And I had, my son was one year old and I had just moved from I had lived in New York, so I had just moved from New York there to Florida to have my baby. So we were there in Florida for like a year, and it was the best having my mom around. And she goes, peace, I'm moving to California. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need you. It's okay. It's, everything's going to be fine. So then after that, after she they moved out here, we just noticed how 
amazing it had been for her, her experience and like her health spiritually and like emotionally health, like mm-hmm. all things. We're like, we need that. And we're going to go. And so we came and yeah. we just moved in 2020 during the pandemic. Oh, geez. Yeah. We had already decided and then COVID happened, but we're like, we're still decided. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you still made it. And then you started school that following fall, that fall of 2020. Yeah. That was probably interesting and mostly on Zoom and it was it was like they try to do hybrid so that you know oh, yeah. we could get some experience of in person and then we would do it out in the tents because we couldn't be in the same building. It was intense because winters up here is intense sometimes, you know. And you did all three years. We did all three years, and I did my third year with Francesco, which he's a creative arts department pastor now. He makes here. great pizzas. He makes great pizza, great espressos, all the things. Great anything, actually. Like he's from, so his family's from Sicily, Italy. Great pasta as well. He made, and he taught us how to make like homemade pasta. It was great. And so the two ministries you work for now, did that come from out of being at that school or was it a different route to get to your positions? Going back a little bit further. So when I was in college, I decided I wanted to be a teacher, right? I was like, oh, I'm creative. I'm going to be an arts teacher. Like, I didn't (laughs) want to just be a teacher. I wanted to be an arts teacher. But when I started studying, you have to kind of start, like, preschool. Not you have to, but, like, it's the easiest for you to, like, kind of get in faster as a teacher somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, preschool's great. I can learn how to teach them ABCs and one, two, threes, all (laughs) the things. I love kids. I was in children's ministry for a long time. Like, this is great. But... I don't know. I felt like the Lord in 2019, the Lord was like, hey, let's have some conversations. And I was like, okay. And I asked the Lord, I was like, hey, I am super creative. I'm always creative. I'm always drawn to arts. Like if I'm in the airport and I see an artwork, I want to stop and look at it. Like I don't want to just go and get my flight. Like I want to admire it, see what the artist was thinking. Why did he choose these colors? Why is it like, why is there black when it's like all, you know, like all these things. And I felt the Lord saying, yeah, like I put that in you. And I was like, Oh, so it's not just something like that I think I like art. It's actually something that the Lord intentionally put in me, like my draw for art and stuff. Uh, And then I felt like he said, I want us to go on a journey for you to discover why I put that in you. And I was like, okay, how do we do that? (laughs) (laughs) And since I was 13, I loved photography and I would pick up my mom's camera and take pictures of everything. And I was 15 or or 16, they bought me my first DSLR. So I was like, I was like, Big time. (laughs) I was like, hey, hire me. But that ended up just taking pictures of youth group pictures, (laughs) church services. And then I would just do photo shoots with my friends. That was like what I loved to do as a kid is just have photo shoots. Like call my friends over. We'll do our makeup, like whatever, like, you know, like intense makeup just to have photo shoots. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And then try all on all the clothes. Yeah. So then having this conversation with the Lord in 2019, he's like, let's go on a journey. So then I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to change my major. So I did. And I looked into like this school, uh, this local school that was where I lived in South Florida. I was like, I think I can afford a school. <laughs> <laughs> let's look through it. And it was like a private school. So it's great. Looked into it and all the arts went from all the arts one that I could see. There was one that like stood out to me, so communication and design. And it talks about, it goes into like, social media and all the things and I was like oh I feel like that's right up my alley like I think that's really what I love I started doing it it totally goes into like marketing and why use this angle 
tell a story and why use this color, all the things that I love, like branding and stuff like that. And I was like, yes, I love this so much. And then I got pregnant and I was able to give birth to another child. You created something else. Then I created, I was very creative. Very creative. <laughs> so that was when my second child came and then had to stop there for that. So fast forward now, a year and a half ago, I got asked, like literally this job landed on my lap and was like, hey, I think you're into social media. Would you want this position? I was like, of course, I would love. But at the same time, I, I accepted the job really scared because I was like, oh, it's actually been like over maybe like two years that I ran a social media account because mm -hmm. I had done it before, but it had been two years. So I was like, things change so fast, you know, oh, like yeah. Instagram and Facebook changing like almost every month. So I knew I needed to catch up a little bit, but I accepted the job scared and I did it. And I was like, I'm just going to learn it because I really want this opportunity. It's been one year and a half that I've been working for this ministry. It's okay. a nonprofit. I feel like I've learned so much in this time that I've been there and it's amazing. And then, so because I had this job, another department from our church, another ministry, from the church was like, hey, our girl who um, does our social media, she's going to go for her maternity leave. So we need you like for three months. Would, would you be down for that? I was like, sure. So I got hired on the day, started on the Monday. So it was like a Thursday. I got hired on the Thursday, started on the Monday. Had to learn all the things because they actually had a whole structure and they had a, a conference coming up the next month that I needed to do all the ads. And yeah, it was like intense, but yeah. I loved it. I was like, gosh, like, I feel like I'm learning from here too. Like, this is yeah. great. And for them, after the three months, they wanted me to stay. So I've been with them again almost a year now and you're still doing both and still both doing ministries both. wow I think it was really interesting when you said that you were really scared when you were yeah. first offered that position and you just went for it anyways do you remember at that time what was going through your mind and what helped you jump over that fear and just go for it yeah I think it was definitely a fear of failing the biggest fear that I think holds us back from anything is fear of failure mm -hmm. and I was like, man, if I fail, I'm going to let them down and it's going to just not be okay. So I actually said, I can't fail. <laughs> I told myself that there will be no failure. And I just felt like I did it scared, but I also knew like there was that capacity in me that I needed to push to see it, mm -hmm. you know? And if I didn't push, it was like almost me giving up, like the opportunity was there and I could take it or not. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'd rather do it scared. And if I fail, I failed, but I tried then saying, actually, I don't feel like I'm I'm up for this or like, I don't feel like I am have all the tools or I'm prepared or I can do this. And you should probably look for someone else instead of like letting that opportunity go. I was like, no, I'm going to push myself and see if it's in me. It was good. That's awesome. And I think that's an important mindset too. And I don't know if when you said I can't fail, it was like, you're not going to let yourself fail. Or if it was like, I can't fail because it failure is not an actual thing. Failure is like a stepping stone. There's like yeah. no such thing really, but either, either side of that coin, I think that's really good that you pushed through. And then obviously on the other side of it, not only did you push through on that job, but then you got offered another job. They were coming well, actually, to you. In the meantime, I also got offered another job that gave me actually two other accounts, but um, they were smaller. So they didn't really have the budget to keep me along. So it was more like project based, but it was awesome. Cause then I was like, okay, this was from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Not only did that job land on my lap and I took it and then pushed myself and all the things, I was like, this was always God. It was me finding out that that's what my interest was in college. And then I like studied it a little bit. I don't even feel like I, I don't even have my bachelor's degree yet. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I want it. 
I want to have it one day, but like, you know, it was the Lord also preparing me for all these other things and being able to just serve the leaders that I got to work with and being around them. Like, I feel like I've learned so much. And I said like last year was like my best year, like my favorite year, my best year because of just like open doors and just connections here and there, you know, it's almost like, because I, I heard, I saw the opportunity and I did it in fear and it was like, Lord help me. And it worked. Ah, that's awesome. And even reflecting back to when you felt like God called you into the art world and being able to kind of use that as an anchor of, okay, this is along the promise of what God's told me that he's going to show me and be with me through it. And it's cool that you went along for the ride. But do you feel like that was something you thought back on? Like, okay, God told me this is what I'm made for. Did that help bring courage to your decision? I would say no. I would say that literally the decision was kind of like, I, start, I f- really felt like it was like, hey, you can have this or you can decide not to. And that's okay. Yeah. And I feel like God is always like that. Like you can have this and it'll be great. But if you don't want it, amen. Like I'll give you something else, you know, like he's mm-hmm. always going to be blessed. He blesses his children's always. And it was really like up to me, like, do I want this or not? I felt like he was just offering it to me. He was like, you can have this or you don't have to have it. Like, it's your choice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I prayed for this because I had prayed for it. I said, Lord, I want a part-time job that's remotely that I can do from home, but I, so I can do third year. And I needed that specific type of job. And I had looked up that specific type of job and didn't find any. So when that one came, I was like, this is totally from him. You know, there was wow. no doubt. How do you find yourself navigating motherhood, school, and work? Or how was that process when you were also in school? Um, I think once I was in school, while I was in school, it was crazy. And just so that you know, I only started working on my third year. So my first and second year, I wasn't working. It was really like just school and motherhood. And then my husband, he had to do all three. He had to work for us. Oh, <laughs> good man. Good man. Yeah, you know, we had to get some money somehow so that was part. <laughs> yeah and then in third year on my third year when I was working it's funny because like thankfully my third year pastor like the my leader my mentor was the arts department pastor it is kind of easy when I'm surrounded by creatives all the time and I got to lead an activation so an activation is like a group that we gather every week with this these people mm-hmm. and what we do is we have to serve the city somehow and our activation being the creative department uh was one i don't even remember what it was called oh paint the city oh because cool. we got to do like little um projects where we painted things and that would be like distributed throughout the city for the whole year we thought we we're going to change projects but the whole year the city had one project for us and that one project was we had to create animals and paint them on these wood panels that were going to be cut out and then we also what's called prime them so that they wouldn't get ruined like ruined mm-hmm. and they put this around this park that the the city like spent a lot of money like redoing it reconstructing it and then our animals are all around and it's still there like it's kind of cool. So cool like I got to go take a walk and I was like oh I remember when we painted that one and I remember when we painted that one so it's kind of cool answer your question um, <laughs> it was easy when I was when I was in third year it was definitely easy and then first year and second year I took some I just I got to choose electives and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I would choose like creative things to be also I had let go of my photography since I had my son. So when I was living in New York, great. I was doing photography here and there. And then that's when I got pregnant. And I was like, let's move to Florida. 
once I moved to Florida, I stopped photography. It was just like motherhood was its own thing. I had to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And I got to be creative with my son, you know, try to be creative, teaching him, playing with him, all things. But when I moved here for first year, that's when I picked up photography again. And I actually heard the Lord told me, tell me like, hey, pick up your camera and go around town and take pictures and whatever, like do creative things. And I was like, <gasps> like, I almost felt like alive again. You know, it was wow. cool. I really felt like he was bringing that piece that I love so much that he's told me he's put in me back in me and I was like oh yeah thanks for the reminder lord I'll try to do that but first year's intense so I didn't pick up my camera then when summer came around I picked it up and decided that I was going to study and open a business I have this like desire in me to be an entrepreneur somehow like there's something always wants like I guess I'm a creative like I just think oh I love I can do this let's do it and let's make profit of it I studied how to be a personal branding photographer so it's a little bit more niched and it just talks about like people and it actually, I should probably go back to that because I feel like where I am living, it's full of those things, full yeah. of people who are entrepreneurs who need photography for their brands, you know? So I was doing that for the summer because when school came around again, it was like more intense school all day and it come home and you have kids. It's like really hard to work. So that's why when third year came around and it was a summertime, I was like, Lord, I really need a job. That's part-time so I could do it with my school and remotely and he was so gracious so that's how it ended up so now that I work for those two it's kind of like full-time during the day but my kids are at school hallelujah he's with me and I just literally take her everywhere if we're doing a photo shoot I'm taking her if we're in the office I'm taking her <laughs> I saw your post and was it yesterday you were at your laptop and she was on your lap it was so cute oh, yeah. she's gonna grow up and she's just gonna know how to do things like <laughs> yeah she'll have a she'll be your second shooter <laughs> for projects <laughs> with um photography I wanted to ask what is it that you think makes you come alive within photography why do you feel so drawn to it I guess I know God spoke it over you but also it's because he knows it's something that you have joy for. What what do you feel through it as you're practicing that? I think one thing that I love, and I think I've kind of figured this out as in my creative, it's not even just on photography. It's like my creative way. And maybe mm-hmm. every, every creative is like this. You envision something and you're like, I want to create that. I want to make it happen. So with photography, it's the same way. Like I would envision like a photo shoot. Like, oh, I want people's hearts to be like crazy or in like purple lipstick or something like I want that to pop, you know, I want to call attention to this specific thing. Or you just want the person to feel loved and seen. So I've had like photo shoots where I'm like, oh, actually, it's about you, you feeling comfortable, you feeling good, you feeling beautiful, and then you loving the, the aftermath kind of thing. So it's almost like, whatever my first goal desire is, is what draws me to create and then try to get there as a finished product. I like that. And then I, I feel like that with everything. Now that I'm working with social media, it's like, that's where my creative outlet is going towards. So I have to think like, how do I want to position, how do I want to position my client and how do I want other people to see them? And like, what should I be posting today? What should I be posting tomorrow? It's like almost like strategy and all the things, but like you're creating something that is beautiful and it's not just my feed. Okay. That's beautiful. It's just the whole story of it. It's beautiful to me. I like that you enjoy the process of not only creating something that you have vision for, but also helping others see themselves in a way they might not have seen themselves. And it really makes them come alive as, as well. It's like a given, um, a win-win you come alive and then you call out the beauty in other people and That's so fun. And it's really true about your social media stuff. And it takes so much creativity to learn new ways to communicate 
and to showcase and to really just make like your client stand out. And luckily we kind of have a cheat being Christians, which is cool is that God can inspire some stuff. Is it, have you had any moments where, I don't know if you've had a moment where you feel really stuck and then like welcome the Holy Spirit into it and then it just kind of birthed something? Or I guess the question could be, how has God kind of helped you navigate through your creative process, whether through work or through photography or whatever craft? I mean, of course, always. All of it. Yeah. Like, it's huge. <laughs> it's like the Lord, I think my favorite thing is that we get to hear him and it, we hear him differently, right? We can feel him. We can have a creative thought or whatever, like, and it comes from the Lord. I actually been trying to teach that to my son, like, hey, like you're super creative, but like, that's the Lord. Like he's giving you ideas and stuff. He's like, but I don't hear him. I'm like, yeah, but when you have like a brilliant idea, that's probably him. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like you're not capable of having those creative <laughs> thoughts, but you know what I mean? Like there's some certain things that are just like God's on them. I think even recently, I would say just now in December, I, was, I really felt burnt out. I was done. And I think it was because I just had had a baby and I was like going back to work and I was like, yeah, let's go. Like I can do this. I'm totally fine. I felt like burnt out the second week, like the end of second week. And I was just like, whoa, but then push, 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 pushed. And I was like, okay, once the holiday breaks came and I felt a, a little like rest, I felt like, oh, actually, this is what my body needs now. Not just my body, my mind. I need to think, I need to think clear and all things. And then when I, I just had to like welcome Holy Spirit and be like, hey, actually, I don't get to have two weeks off from work when my kids have two weeks off from school. So Holy Spirit, just give me creativity. Like I need to like, I need to come up with things. And it was slow. I would say like, I didn't get to cross out everything that I needed to do, but it was like, almost like he gave me a new flow to do it. And then um, now that January came around, I'm also like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, what are we focusing on that I should be like, what, like open my eyes. Sometimes we are so bombarded with work. Especially when you're working for someone, like if you have a client and you have to create things for that client, they'll ask you th of things and you know you have all these things that you need to like be doing and thinking and scheduling, but almost like welcoming the Holy Spirit and be like, okay, but what is it that I might miss if I don't have you? Like, can you open up my eyes? Can you show me like, what should I be really thinking of? How am I positioning my client? How am I speaking this? I'm not the copywriter, but I'm almost the copywriter as well. So I'm wow. like... How should I be saying this as well? You know, like things like that. I have to like make sure that I'm on top of mm -hmm. and it's only the Holy Spirit because it's too much for us if it's on just our own, you know, there was one that was a really cool mini testimony. I was on Instagram and I was like scrolling, 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 obviously. And then all of a sudden I saw this post and I was like, oh, I can recreate that and post. And it was like a funny meme and post it and for my client. So I did. And it went viral. It went viral, viral. Like it went super viral. <laughs> As in like four weeks later, people were still following her, still wow. commenting, still liking it, still sharing it, still saving it. And I was like, dude, that was four weeks ago. And the amount, we got like more than 2000 followers. Wow. From that one. And place. I was like, okay, God, like no pressure, but I kind of want to do it again. <laughs> I haven't been able to. Well, because it's like, yeah. she like, can you do that again? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't me though. Like, yeah, it was just like an idea the Lord gave me, like, hey, like, do that. And I was like, uh, give me that again, Lord. Yeah. It was amazing. It was incredible. But it was like so God, because I would I'm not funny. Like, I'm not funny enough to like create memes. You're no, so I you're so not funny. in a way of like creating memes. I think every time I'm like I want to create a meme, it doesn't work. 
not even when I try to tell a funny joke that I memorize, <laughs> it doesn't come out as funny as I want it to. You like have them written on your hand, you look down. <laughs> I have to have it written or something. <laughs> it just doesn't land when I <laughs> It's the Brazilian timing. It's just different. Okay. It's just yeah, different. Yeah. It's fine. Maybe if I pull it in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. And what you mentioned, like God gave you that idea and you're creative, like you have a creative bent anyways, but when God breathes on it, it takes it so much further than we could take it ourselves. Mm -hmm. It went viral because God was on it, which is so mm -hmm. cool. And especially with creativity, welcoming him in. I talked about on the very, very first episode about how the water of the river of life flows from the throne of God. All of the creative ideas flow through and it just carries it so far, which is so fun. Okay. So I... I was slipping through your story earlier and you posted something about rest and honoring oh, yeah. rest. And I think that's so important because especially in American culture, I think this is becoming kind of a hot topic. People are realizing rest is important and it could seem like a pause on process, but it is completely a part of the process and it's different in different seasons. So reflecting kind of back on the season you just talked about coming through feeling a little burnt out and asking God for help. How do you, what does rest look like for you right now? And how do you make sure it's protected? It's almost like, you know, when you're creative and you're creating something and you're like, mm, I hate how it's coming out. It just, it's not, it's not coming out how I want it. And then you just take a break from it. Like you go take a nap, you just close it. And then you come back like 24 hours later and you look at it and you're like, I know exactly what I need to do. And you fix it up and you're like, there, like, that's what I wanted. I almost yeah. like that too, you know? Like sometimes we just need to like, put it away and come back for it and come from a place of rest. What does it look like for me right now? Because of all my things that is going on in my life, like I have three <laughs> kids and a baby. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm feeling very overstimulated. I realize I need rest as like, I need an hour a day with no noise. That is very hard, especially mm -hmm. when you have babies who cry and all things. So I'm like trying to wake up early and enjoy like 30 minutes before the kids wake up. And then I tried to use like sometime in the afternoon when my husband's here and I'm like, hey, I'm going to like sneak out into my room mm -hmm. and let's just take a break. I just need a break. Mm -hmm. And that's what it looks like for me now and trying to like have times where we're going to nature or like I'm sometimes trying to like, hey, I'm going to break it up this week. Instead of going to the office, I want to go to a coffee shop because I'm working from a coffee shop. It almost sounds, it seems like rest because it's like comfortable, cozy. There's a smell of coffee and people yeah. and everyone's smelling. Not, not everyone's smelling. <laughs> they're like creating this whole like romanticized version that everyone's like grinding over there. <laughs> There's someone crying in the corner. At it's hard to say like I can take rest at any time I want, but I do try to like stick to my schedule. Like, hey, like if the kids are home, my computer's off and I'm just going to be mom and I'm going to cook and be with the kids that almost to me is rest and then after mm -hmm. we put the kids to bed we go watch a movie or we yes. go watch a movie so that's rest for me too like I need those moments for the next day for me to wake up and be like ready to work you know <laughs> I think it's important for creatives because especially creatives that do it for work and it's just your natural bend anyway so creative solutions with how you're mothering and how you're going about just regular day-to-day -day stuff to have moments where you're not creating and you're consuming almost to refill, whether it's just sitting down with your husband watching a movie or laughing with friends. Yeah. Everything is productive. That is so productive to refill. Go ahead. Just to even like talk about that. As Christians, we always hear like, we can't give from an empty cup. If we don't fill up our cup, we can't give. 
So if we don't have time with the Lord, we're, we can't even give. Like, there's nothing. The, the Lord's so gracious. Like, he'll come up with a droplet. <laughs> like, I'm like, squeeze. That memory, that encounter that we once had. But if we're always in taking from the Lord, we always have something to give out. And it's almost like that with creatives. Like, if we're always, like, resting in a way of, like, we're doing something creative for our own joy and benefit in a way, you know, like I'm like the type of person that owns almost anything crafty. So I have like <laughs> going little kit that I haven't touched in years, but it's sitting <laughs> in my drawer. If I want it, I can pull it out. You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm just doing something for myself in that moment, I might be creating nothing, you know, that I'm going to show to the world, but it's like creative things are flowing from us, you know, and then we can mm-hmm do creative other things and things will just flow more. Yeah. Having the access to variety too. And just, it's really play, like allowing yourself to play and giving your, like you're doing a really good job at setting boundaries. You're saying like my laptop's closed when I'm with my family, like freedom comes within boundaries, you know, like having those boundaries really allow you to just kind of do your thing, which is cool. When you very first got into photography and about you'd walk through the airport and see art and you would just be so curious. I think that's a very important characteristic to have for a creative, seeing things and bringing things into new life. Well, so talking about curiosity, like yesterday I was sitting, we were sitting at the dinner table with friends and my, we don't have a cat, we don't have any pet, but my son who's six years old, he knows that cats don't like water and they have two cats. So we're sitting there waiting for dinner for everyone to sit down. He dips his little finger in his water and he goes, mom, I'm going to go touch the cat. And I was like, okay. So he goes and touches the cat. And he goes, mom, nothing happened. Why didn't he do anything? Why did nothing happen? I was like, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't enough water to like him, for him to feel it. And he's like, okay. So then we continue having dinner. And all of a sudden he goes, mom, what happens if I get the cat's tail and dip it in the water? <laughs> and I go, I don't know. He probably won't like that though. So let's not do that. <laughs> other people's cats. Like it's not at our house. It's at other people's house. He's like, okay. And he's like, mom, I feel like I'm going to just do it. <laughs> it's the Lord, mom. It's the Lord. No. So we're talking about how boys are like, what if this, what if that, right? In their minds. And then they had two cats. One was really nice. One was not so nice. So the not nice, so nice one, they're saying like, oh, don't touch it. Don't, don't hold it. Don't, don't try to um, hug it. Okay. So then he goes, hey, Elise, to his sister, um, what if you hug the cat? And I was like, oh my gosh, this little stinker. He just <laughs> wants to see what will happen. And there's a curiosity to him in doing that. And I tell my husband, I was like, you are creative as well. He is not like, he thinks he's not because he doesn't mm-hmm. paint and play music or things like that. I was like, but we're all really are creative we're creating in in different ways like god gives us all creative juices in a way so Mm -hmm. he's really good with finances and i'm like you're really good administrative like you look at it and you know where we can like turn it down what we need more like you just know how you can do that in a way that maybe i i wouldn't know you know Mm -hmm. like he's just creative in different ways and he's creative in being administrative wise like when he sees the potential in you and the potential in that person. And like, he knows how to like, you know, let's place this person here and, and whatever, like, mm-hmm. and he's never gone to school for that, but it's just, it's natural for him. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, babe, like you are creative. Like, don't ever say you're not creative. Like, Yeah. I feel like there's such like, people put that title and they say, Oh, creative is not for me. Like, just like you said, it's because I don't paint or I don't do music or whatever, but creative solutions are everywhere and they're necessary for every single thing. Even like, this is such a silly example, but like filling up my dishwasher, like getting the most in there. I have to, it's like a game of Jenga or Tetris, whatever, 
everyone's creative. So I think that's a really cool, important, it's just about being curious, right? So yeah. And I like the thought of curiosity is that whatever the outcome is, good or bad, the goal was not for it to be good or bad. The goal was to see what happens. And I think that's also important to have that perspective of like, the outcome is the outcome. But my goal is just to find out like, what if, what right. if? And, 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 and that goes down to playing, right? Like, mm -hmm. so let's say we're doing a photo shoot. And mm -hmm. I know what I want, but I don't really know how to get there. So sometimes you have to play with the lighting. Let's turn off all the lights and have one light on. And yeah. like, what if we like now turn this light like this way and that way? What if we put a filter over the light? Like what happens? Like, you know, you have to play a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's so important for like anyone to have playtime. Yeah. Like you can't just try to be like, I'm going to create this and I'm going to get money for this. If we're only doing it for that you're not really like, I don't know. I feel like you're not going to grow. You're not going to, you know, discover more. I agree. And it puts a lot more pressure and pressure is like, it squelches creativity so quickly, you know, just to kind of put this in full circle, everything we've talked about, all the different ways you've navigated life throughout your seasons. What would you like to kind of give away to the listeners? What's a good nugget to leave them with today? Go play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go challenge yourself. Um, I think one of the things that I used to say to some of my friends is like, hey, if you can write out like 30 different things, like little things like play with Play-Doh, play with da -da -da, and then like try to make challenges for yourself. Like, I don't know, build a building with sand. Go play. <laughs> don't play. I don't know. There's just something about being childlike and playing that things like we're, we get to be creative. Mm -hmm. I love when my kids play with Legos and creative things other than just, I don't know, watch TV because that's not being creative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like even like us, like let's get off our phones. Stop <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> stop <laughs> looking at social media. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Stop looking at social media and go <laughs> do something with your hands. Create something. Yes. That's so good. Just play just be curious, just discover, like all of it is so good. Well, yeah. thank you for, <laughs> for spending so much time. And, oh, if our um, listeners want to get in contact with you or connect with you, what would you recommend? They you can follow me on Instagram at yes. estocreative.com. <laughs> Foreshadowing, you'll have your own website. Esther Creative. I'll put that in the show notes too, but oh, Esther, you. you're a gem. Thank you so Hello. much. I love you too. It was great being on here. Yes. Well, yeah. we'll have to do this again. Yes.